Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Jack to the Future. From science and inventions to pollution and recycling, I talk about what's changing in the world, the future, and how we can help with that. Every month I'll talk about a different future theme. For example, the future of science, tech, sustainability, reading, music and all sorts of other ones. The future of everything. Did you know? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Jade to the Future and on YouTube as Jack to the Future. Follow me to get behind the scenes info, access to the previews about my next episodes and much, much more. This week my episode is about STEAM. STEAM? What? As you will know by now, STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Mathematics. These are all really important subjects that help us understand the world and solve problems. Now, some people have started using the term STEAM instead of STEM. The A in STEAM stands for Art. This means that people believe that art is also really important for understanding the world and solving problems, just like science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Art can help us be more creative and come up with new ideas. For example, when you're making a drawing or painting, you might have to figure out how to use different colours and shapes to create a picture. This takes creativity and problem-solving skills, which are important for many other things in life. Now today, I'll be talking specifically about art in the form of kinetic sculptures. Kinetic sculptures are cool artworks that can move. They have lots of different shapes and sizes and can be powered by wind, water, electricity or other things. Some sculptures even change when people come close or make noise. There are many types of kinetic sculptures, like mobiles, machines and big installations. Artists and engineers from all over the world make them, and you can see them in museums or outside in parks. Lots of people started making kinetic art a long time ago, and some famous artists are Alexander Calder, Jean Tigre and George Ricci. Nowadays, many new artists still make kinetic sculptures using new ideas and technology. I'm here this month with Jay from JBV Creative to tell us all about how he puts A into STEAM. Let's get started. I'd like to introduce my special guest today, Jay from JBV Creative. Hi Jay, thanks for joining me. Hi Jack, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You describe yourself on your website as an art engineer or an engine artist. What does that mean? <laughs> um, that's a it's a it's a word that I made up. Really, I just wanted to to use art and engineering together, and so I combined the word art and engineer. And I wasn't sure which way to go, so I just put them both. But yeah, it basically means. I create art that uses engineering to to like make it happen. So mainly it's kinetic sculpture, I think is kind of what I've been calling it lately. I don't know, just moving art stuff that that says something about the world, about the way we live, about all that stuff, but using I have to use like engineering to make this stuff move. So that's what it means. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. I spent a lot of time at the computer using CAD software, which is computer automated design, which basically allows me to use dimensions and sketches and stuff like that to create 3d objects which then i can combine all together it's like kind of like lego but you you do it yourself like you, you design the pieces and then you put the pieces together that's how i build these sculptures so i always start there and then always thinking about how i'm gonna make them in, in real life and then there's lots of 3d printing that happens and i have a laser cutter and Basically, I use all these tools to combine everything to put them into real life working sculptures. Yeah, 
That sounds really, really cool. I've got a 3D printer to it off screen, but yeah. Which one? Which one do you have? It's quite a small one. It's DaVinci Minimake. We've been doing a few little projects. I'm not an expert at it. It's very slow, though. They're all slow. Yeah. They're, they're starting to get faster. It's actually, there's a new machine that came out that everyone's talking about. It's called the Bamboo Lab X1 yeah. Carbon, or like they have two of them, P1P. Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah, I have heard of it. It looks pretty cool, yeah. It's cool. It's unbelievably fast, but it's still slow. Yeah. <laughs> it's still slow. I have a piece here, actually, I'll show you. Even yeah. this little piece right here. Yeah. This was, uh, still took an hour to print that. But on my other machines, that's like a three-hour print. So we're wow. getting faster. It's getting better. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen any of the project that I'm working on now, but it's these little characters that are going to be moving on a conveyor belt. You can see they're on their phone. But on the way back, they're going to be moving back on another conveyor belt, and then they're going to fall into this cup. And this cup is going to rotate until it finds them in the right orientation. And then something's going to come and pick them up again and put them on an upper conveyor belt. It's confusing, I know. It's going to start to make sense, hopefully, as I develop the project a little bit more. But so it's not really a very interesting piece on its own. Yeah, it's, that's cool. It's an interesting how fast 3D printing is and how it's come along. It looks really cool. Mum will put a clip of the video from our interview on social media if you need some help visualising this. How many projects have you made and what have you been your favourite so far? So I've made... I can't fully keep count, but since I started doing JBV Creative, I think I'm on 120 now. That's mm -hmm. since early 2020 is when I kind of started doing this officially. So yeah, it's been a lot of projects. And my favorite that I've made so far, I made this ping pong sculpture that sits on the wall and just shoots ping pongs into the catcher and just recycles and does it again. I don't know if you've seen it. Probably like my favorite up to this point, but... That being said, I'm always kind of most excited about the project that I'm working on next. I think I've seen one of yours where it's a little chain reaction in sort of a board where a ball gets thrown by a catapult down a tube and then it goes up and then back into the catapult and it shoots it over and over again on that yeah. little pin board. That, yeah, that was that was the one I was talking about. That's probably my favorite yeah. project. What part oh, of it do you, what, what do you like about it so much? Yeah, same one, same one. I think... I really like how the catapult perfectly aimed it so it landed back in the cup. That was pretty cool. Um how you did that. I like I like that bit. And how the balls kept popping up to the top and then going back in again. I don't know what my favourite part of it was. I like the whole thing. That's well, I appreciate it. How easy is it to get the angle right? Actually, surprisingly, I got kind of lucky. So I built a little a test version of it. And then I thought I was going to be doing like a bunch of iterating on just like the angle and the launch. But off of the test version that I made, I took a couple measurements. And when I built the final thing, which somehow in the first iteration, I got it right, which is it's rare. It doesn't really happen. I have some backup plans like to, to do easier iterations so I didn't have to rebuild everything. But yeah, luckily, I sometimes you, you get it right on the first time. Not often, but sometimes you do. Yeah. That's really cool. Almost like a trick shot. I never get any chance to do that. I always miss or get really close when I'm trying to do things like that. It's the same for me. I have like zero ability to throw to throw a ball to any target. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> what mechanical art piece do you think you might create next? Well, I know what I'm working on now, which is this massive conveyor belt figurine thing. But I actually have a couple other projects on the go right now, which is uh, one a basketball. Very similar, actually, to the ping pong shooter, but more basketball themed with an actual basketball net and the arm looks like it's shooting a basketball so that's kind of on the on the hopper right now and then i have a million more ideas 
for more projects. So I'm never going to run out of ideas, which is great. I probably found I had tears quite quickly. Yeah, it's really good that you have loads of ideas for different sorts of projects. Where do you get your inspiration from? It's a funny question because I, I don't really know exactly where I get my inspiration from. But what I've kind of been saying lately is that this is where I've aimed my focus. So everything that I do kind of filters in through this funnel and it leads to all of these ideas, but they come from everywhere. So for the project I'm working on now is literally walking down the street and I saw two people walking one in front of the other, both staring at their phones, just walking down the sidewalk. And I don't know, by some sort of twist of, I guess, where my focus is directed, this is where I came conveyor belt conveying these people on their phones. Uh-huh. So yeah, if you keep your eyes open and your ears open and you have some sort of target that you're working towards i think that the idea is just sort of they find a way in yeah that's a really good way to get your ideas looking around outside to to find different things and putting all together in one sort of project where do you keep all of your projects (laughs) i just poured it all this is my space and it's kind of filled to the brim right now and there's literally nowhere for me to even display any of the things that i make So I'm trying to decide what to do right now. I'm thinking if I can figure out how to do this, I'm going to try to auction them off and then donate whatever money I make to charities or around the city, at least for now. So that's the game plan. But if I ever get around to it or not, or if it even works, or if anyone actually wants to buy any of this stuff, I don't know. So yeah, same with us. We just just put loads of stuff behind (laughs) us there. Goes wherever it fits, right? Yeah. (laughs) basketball thing is going into a gallery that has like a basketball exhibit going on yeah okay i think you should open a museum (laughs) i'd definitely come and see it maybe one day if you guys ever come or something like that we went to a museum called the mad museum in stratford upon avon which was really cool with loads of exhibits you could interact with and chain reactions and stuff have you been to any of those sorts of museums or anything like that before we have a big science center here in toronto which I've been to many times. And like sometimes they have some more interactive stuff, but a lot of it is mainly science discovery more than it is specifically sculpture. Yeah. So that's about it. But yeah, I like the idea of interactive art, you know, stuff that you can actuate yourself. Was that what what it was like there? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. One of the most famous classic artists was Jean Tanglet a Swiss painter and sculptor. A lot of his art was assembled from recycled materials, which he transformed into robotic creatures that could move, make music, and even self-destruct. He liked the fact that his mechanical creations weren't always perfect. I find it really annoying when my inventions don't work, as I hope they would. How do you cope with setbacks? Um, I find it annoying as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really a big part of the process. And so I keep constantly reminding myself that it's a process you know you can't forget that obviously whenever we invent something we're trying to work towards a goal here of the thing actually doing what we want it to but i'm trying constantly to remind myself this is a fun thing it's fun to solve problems it's fun to design even if it's hard in the moment it's just at the end of every day that i've spent working on something even if it doesn't work it's just it's like i've pushed something forward and actually i'm right now working on i've been trying to cast these little figurines that i'm working on in foam and i've literally done 15 of them and none of them have worked and now those are 15 things that i know won't work and i know that's so cliche to say and i know it's uh it's not always the way i feel in the moment but I always have to take a step back and just remember we're very lucky to be able to create 
tests and and make things and if it's not working right away i still have yet to come across a problem that if i wasn't trying hard on to figure it out i would eventually come to a solution so it's just the patience and resilience it can be definitely very humbling sometimes you'll always find a way there i would just try and, and practice and setting it up and setting it up again like you do because i've made these things these domino tracks or whatever before and some part of it couldn't work so i just kept trying rebuilding it and kept having a go at trying it again and moving to different position and eventually it did work so yeah i think that is a good way of doing it yeah but it's always important to remember too if it's not working right now take a step away from it come back to it tomorrow and you'll be fresh and you won't be frustrated anymore. And often you come with a different idea of how to make it work too. So that's always important to remember as well. Yeah, it'll be prob- I know what you're saying about being patient, but sometimes I just want to skip the end and see it working. Yeah, as we all do, for sure. Yeah. You know, I think that even for me, I don't have a lot of patience. And so that's my biggest lesson I have to learn through all of this is just patience is so important. It's not always easy. What's your hardest project, do you think? Any project where I'm a little bit afraid of it, you know, like the ping pong chain reaction loop, that was a hard one at the time. And it took three weeks of me just clicking on the computer and just twirling the model around and just trying to figure out how to get everything in. But eventually enough time, you like chip away at it for long enough, it eventually works. And so that it was good. That was a good one. Good example. And then, you know, beyond that, right now, this project that I'm working on is definitely I've had the most, we're going to call them learning opportunities because it's more positive. I've had the most learning opportunities through what I'm doing right now. But I set out on this project to push myself and to, to, you know, like I was asking for it. And so when this one works, because I'm not going to quit on it, but I'm not sure how much longer it's going to take. But when it does work, this is going to be the one for sure. Yeah. When it works, when my contraptions work, I just just celebrate and just like, woo. And you got to do a little like, celebration. It feels like you've won a tournament or something and you've got a big prize. It's sort of sort of like that feeling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Accomplishment. Engineering and technology is making all sorts of different art possible. Where do you think that future will take art engineering? That's a good question. I don't know. I hope that I am somewhere at the at the forefront of this exploration. And I know there's many people who are doing this stuff. And I think the ability to share is incredible. We've never had that before. And so I think that that's just going to like really accelerate what's possible. There's so many really talented people out there who are working on, I don't really know what the best term for it. We'll just call it art engineering, who are working on art engineering. So I think, you know, the more that all the people working on it, including myself, push ourselves to create new and bigger and better and more complex things that we're really going to start to see what's possible. But I think anything is really possible as long as you're willing to work at it for long enough and not give up. Yeah. The theme of this podcast. Inspiring. I think, yeah, people will be able to share it to their ideas in the future and make a bigger, well, not bigger projects as such, but more things like you said. Yeah, it is good if you really want to do something and never give up and always keep trying and eventually you will get it. Yeah. And there could be things, sort of modern sort of art inside the sculpture. Or maybe the sculpture could tell a story. Maybe even the sculpture itself could tell the story of how art engineering progressed through time, which would be quite cool. This is like art engineering-ception. The art that you create creates art. 
Yeah. Maybe. If you have done one of those, there's also type of thing that makes letters into art and painting. Yeah. That was, uh, it was not very autonomous though. I was feeding it the art on that one. But maybe now with AI and all that stuff, I could revisit that project and it would start creating its own art, which would be very interesting. Yeah. That would would be quite cool. Mm -hmm. We could slightly alter it. And it could come into something completely new and really cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be a different purpose, like everyday uses. This is getting a bit unusual now. But if you had like engineering that did your own things for you every day, so have you made made anything like that? I've made shelves, for example, where I put some patterns into the side of it just to try to like be creative and do something different. But generally, I actually like set it on this path of making art without having any constraint of it having to be useful at all because i wanted the freedom to just make things that don't need to have a purpose other than art but along the way i did design a clock and that's very purposeful and i know there will be more things in the future that come out of all this that's purposeful but yeah specifically i'm trying to not do that which is kind of funny it's interesting because when people see engineering on its own they're like what's its purpose no one looks at a painting and goes like what's its purpose its purpose is i don't know do what art does which is like make you think or make you feel something so it's kind of interesting pulling people's expectations of what engineering is away from the function of it yeah i think i make my contraptions for fun because i like the idea of them i like the fun of making them work and just watching them and the individual parts going one by one down and how they all put together to make a big project that's Mm -hmm. sort of how i think it will work for sure and there's so much value in just that for the sake of it itself right Mm. you know just for the sake of the enjoyment of the creating and i guess the the knocking it down yeah Mm. there's this project where they use a 3d printer in space to 3d print a sculpture it's a 3d printed representation of a human laugh sound waves it looks like a donut and it floats about the international space station it was very cool how they did it because the artist launched an app in 2016 converted the sound waves of users laughter into a digital 3d model or laugh star more than 100,000 people generated their own laugh stars. App users then voted on their favourite laugh star. No, I haven't seen it. Well, they obviously had to use a lot of energy for it, so especially in space. It's the most 3D print ever made. Yeah. Can I buy any of your sculptures online? Okay, generally it's just the stuff that you can build at home, mm-hmm. like print and build it yourself. But that's what I plan for. Like one day I want to have kits of everything very easily available. But for now it's it's more print yourself and explore. Mm. You can get some of the models on uh, yeah, and print them off. And then you've got your merchandise, which I'd really like to get. Yeah. I know the listeners won't be able to see this, but behind you on your table in the back, is that the marble sort of wave machine? that thing? That, No, those are actually segments of a conveyor belt. Ah, oh, the one that you can build for the figures, the figurines. Section right here. So yeah. the conveyor belt sides are going to be along the sides of these things, and then the, the actual belt itself is going to roll over the top here. Cool. Confusing. It's like a spider. But, uh, yeah. I know. It ends up looking like a spider, which was not my intention, but it does. Yeah. So maybe it's a spider conveyor. I don't know. <laughs> it will look different, though, when it's all covered, because you won't see. Yeah. It's less spidery, hopefully. Mm. Thank you for joining me today, Jay. I think my favorite part was to talking about where the future will take out afternoon thank you so much for having me welcome
Thank you. It's so awesome that you're doing this. You know, like I taking action is hard. Having an idea and actually going after it, I really respect that. So keep on going. Thank you. Keep on doing your thing. Bye. Bye. So that's all we have time for today. It's been a very interesting episode. And as well as learning about STEAM, I've learned some really important life lessons about patience and perseverance when I'm facing a challenge. Or rather, as Jay said, a learning opportunity. (laughs) Mum will put a link to Jay's social media in the episode description. Do check out his really cool sculptures. Today's episode was obviously about one element of STEAM, but there are so many. I'm really glad that the A has been added as I love doing creative things and using what I already know about science, technology and maths to develop into even bigger and better things. You've spoken about the interaction between AI and art, and as Jay said, I think the future of STEAM could go anywhere. Well, it's already made it into space. (laughs) I think it will be important for many different jobs and careers, like designing video games, building bridges and buildings, creating new medical treatments, and developing new sustainable energy sources. There will also be more programmes and classes for kids to learn about STEAM so that they can develop skills that will help them in the future. So if you're interested in STEAM, there will be lots of ways to learn and explore in the years to come. What do you think? Join me next time for another exciting episode of Jack to the Future.